Hey there, welcome to the Two or More Podcast. My name's Landry. And I'm Caleb. And, and today we are oh, gonna be sorry, go oh, uh, <laughs> today we're gonna be talking about the voice of God. So this is our fifth podcast. And if you haven't checked out one through four, definitely go check that out. We went through Colossians 2 and then Colossians 3. We talked about um, just the simplicity of the gospel. We talked about legalism within the church. And then we also talked about becoming uh, or putting on the new self. And then uh, last week we talked about loving more. And this week we are going to talk about the voice of God. And we're going to step away from Paul's teachings in Colossians. And we're going to kind of move all over um, the, the Old Testament. Um, and we really just have, we have two big points that we want to hit and then, um, we will, uh, call it a day. Yeah. So our two points are going to be how God's voice is still and small. And at the same time, it's loud and just, um, so we're going to go ahead and start. Um, do you want to start reading in first Kings? Yeah. Okay. So Wait. Actually, with how the scripture is set up, mm-hmm. why don't you read first and third, and I'll read second and fourth? Unless you want me to read. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, so, First Kings nineteen, um, eleven through 13. eleven through, yeah. Okay. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountain and broke in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? So we're going to just stop there. Um, and just that the, this first part of this verse just talks about um, the, the physical things, the tangible things that are happening in the world Um and through all of it, it, it talked about like the earthquake and the fire and the um, the just the the other things. And at the end of each verse, it talked about how God wasn't in that. Um, and I think that's it's a, a really cool example to show that that even through physical things that we see happen throughout the world. And I'll let Caleb uh, get, get deeper into this, um, but how these things all happen for a perfect plan and it's not god trying to get at you or trying to single you out because of these these certain things mm. um yeah so um i know just in in personal experiences and and we discussed this before the podcast that um there, there's too often that will go through a season of of just like sorrow or whether it's doubt whether it's pride whatever it is what whether it's a strong wind or an earthquake or a fire, like whatever we're going through, 
will cry out the entire time saying, God, bring me out of this. God, I don't like where I'm at. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. And then finally, God brings us out of it. Mm-hmm. And instead of, of saying, you know, God, thank you for, for bringing me out of that. Or instead of, let me back up. Instead of listening Mm-hmm. for what God was trying to teach us through that. Right. We will praise God and we'll say, thank you, God, for bringing me out of that. Or we'll just disregard it completely and we'll just move on with our life. We'll disregard that that even point in our life that as if it didn't even happen. But that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. That as we go through seasons, once we exit that season, like we didn't go through that for nothing. Right. So it, it's healthy for us to turn around and say, you know, God, what were you trying to teach me through that? Mm-hmm. Whether it was patience. I mean, this summer, God taught me patience. Um, if you haven't learned patience, patience is not a fun thing to learn. It's really not. Some um, versions of the Bible talk uh, say patience in another sense. They call it long-suffering. And I really like to refer to it as that instead yeah. of patience, yeah. um, just because that it definitely shows the the value of what patience actually is. Yeah, and as I as I learned patience, as I was going through times in my life where I didn't want to just be still, I didn't want to have to wait for results. I wanted results in the here and now instead of waiting for God's timing. Right. And in that process, as I learned to just wait and to be still and know that that He is God, like, it, it helped me so much. And even today, and uh, this is just a little uh, funny example of, of how God has taught me patience over the summer. But so I work at a trampoline park and I was working in the concession stands uh, today and, and we sell this like ice cream stuff. And it's, it's like dipping dots, but it's called mini melts, and they're four dollars and thirty three cents after tax. Um, and this one kid came up and he said, "I want a cookies and cream mini mini melt." So I went back to the freezer and I got him the mini melt and I put it on the counter. And uh, he handed me a five dollar bill without even asking the price of it. And so his change was sixty seven cents. So he handed me a five dollar bill and I handed him back sixty seven cents without even exchanging what the price of the the mini melts was. And he said. 67 cents is all my change. And I said, yeah, it's $4.33 per um, per mini melt. And his exact words were, wow, that's overpriced. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the real Caleb wanted to come out and be like, really, that's overpriced? Go buy it somewhere else. But... Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus took over, and and patience took over, and I was just like, well, I really hope you enjoy that ice cream. And then he walked away and never saw him again. Um, but I think that it just goes to show that as we suffer, we learn. And once we come out of that suffering, what we learn within the suffering can be applied to the simple things along with the complex things. Yeah. So um, I just think that's, oh, man, I think it's awesome. So... Um, why don't we go ahead and move on to the next passage? Okay. First uh, Samuel three five through nine says, "Then he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. Uh, what do you want? I didn't call you.'" Eli answered, "Go back to bed." Samuel went back uh, again. The Lord called out Samuel's name. Samuel got up and went to Eli. "Here I am," he said. 
What do you want? Eli told him. Son, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. The Lord had not spoken to Samuel before, and Samuel did not recognize the voice uh, did not recognize the voice. When the Lord called out his name the third time, Samuel went to Eli again and said, Here I am, what do you want? Eli finally realized that it was the Lord who was speaking to Samuel, so he said, Go back and lie down. If someone speaks to you again, answer, I am listening, Lord. What do you want me to do? Once again, Samuel went back and he laid down. Um, yeah. I realize we, we skipped verse four. What is verse? Verse four. Um, verse four is, then the Lord called Samuel and he said, here I am. Okay. So, yeah. So in this passage, this is uh, Samuel, uh, obviously. It's in First Samuel 3. And um, what's happening, we'll just do a little recap and then talk about how God's voice is uh, applied in this situation. Um, so Samuel is asleep. And he's just, he's just sleeping through the night, just a little kid, like he's just sleeping. And God is saying, you know, like, here I am, Samuel. Like, Samuel, I'm, I'm trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And um, Samuel wakes up, and his first instinct is, oh, Eli, my master, is trying to trying to talk to me. Um, so he goes and he says, like, here I am, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Three different times. I'm sure by the third time, both... Samuel and Eli are frustrated oh, because neither of them know what's going on. And mm-hmm. they're both like, come on. Like, I know you called me. And then Eli's like, I promise you, I didn't call you. And then finally he says, you know, like, just say, like, I'm listening, Lord. And I think that goes to show how we respond oh, definitely. to God's voice. Yeah. And I'm going to let you get into, into cool. that. Cool, yeah. Um, so I feel like... Uh, in the, in the same sense that Samuel um, was hearing this voice and he assumed that it was his master, Eli's, um, I think it's easy for us to focus on the, the tangible direction that we have. Um, and what I mean by that is like the, the earthly directions that we have. So it's super easy just to um, listen to what a pastor has to say, what a... What a, and not not to discredit um, like a pastor or somebody, mm-hmm. but it's it's also important to dig into the word and try to hear from God yourself. It's more important. Um, oh, to, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel like this this situation here that Samuel's going through is a good illustration for us to realize that um, we it, it's it's not about the tangible things. It's not about the people around us. Um, in order for us to hear. The, in in order for us to hear God's direction, but we should be able to hear it from Him Himself through His Word and through praying and talking to mm-hmm. Him. So, just kind of in a recap of that one point before we move on to the next point, that that too often we yearn for the peace uh, after the storm, and then when it comes, we we don't listen for what God was trying to tell us through the storm. We just praise Him for bringing us through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes we don't even praise God for that. We just disregard that point in our life and just move on. And also, it's so easy for us to focus on the tangible directions mm-hmm. and the tangible people that are speaking to us. It's so easy for us to focus and turn to them whenever we're seeking help or whenever we feel like uh, we're, we're being called. Right. But Honestly, like we've just got to stop and realize that that who's really speaking to us is who really matters. Right, and um, we've got to we've got to turn to the fact that God is speaking to us. Right, and 
God is speaking to us in a still, small mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. I feel like it's easy for us to go to God in these low times, in these times of hurt and pain. Um, but then when we have these high, like these really high peaks, um, yeah. it's hard for us yeah. to, to bring it back to God and say, thank you, God, for giving me uh, this high, for giving me this, this whatever it is, yeah. um, this pay raise at work, this whatever, this good grade on a test or whatever. Um, I think it's hard. Um, and in the same sense, it could also be, I know I've uh, seen it to where like I'll uh, praise him for the highs, but then in the lows, try to do it myself, mm-hmm. try to dig myself out of that rut. Yeah. Um, and and there's no way that I, anything I could do could be able to dig myself out of that mm-hmm. pit. Anyways, we can go ahead and go on um, to the next. So we... Yeah, the the first Samuel three ten through fourteen. Okay. Um, and then the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, "Speak, for your servant hears." Then the Lord said to Samuel, "Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli." All that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end, and I declare to him that I am about to punish his house forever and for the iniquity for that he knew, because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned by sacrifice or offering forever." Uh, this passage it's it's so cool from the the beginning to the to the end um, because like we were talking about earlier um, it's kind of kind of hard to hear God in these still small instances like him saying Samuel Samuel look here I am but then when he he like at the 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 back half of this <coughs> passage where he gets his attention he's like look Samuel I'm about to bring it down on the house of Eli. Like he's like, this is serious. I'm about to bring wrath and justice to this house. Mm, Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to share just kind of a personal experience of, of this, of hearing, of knowing God telling me to do stuff in his still small Mm -hmm. and then not doing it. And then, um, regretting it regretting it whenever whenever the wrath comes but so i i've led worship in my youth group for five years and i love leading worship in my youth group it's probably my favorite thing to do um but there was this point in my life where i had gotten very prideful i had fallen into a lot of sin um i had I was neck deep in a pornography addiction. I was um, cussing all the time. I liked to to party with my friends all the while considering myself a worship leader. And I knew, like even when I would pray, like I knew God was telling me like, Caleb, stop. You know this isn't who you are. But he wasn't saying in a loud and just voice. He was saying, Caleb, I want you. Caleb, I need you. Caleb, you've been called for so much better than this. And I knew that I was called for something better, and I, I knew that, and I and I believe that, 
So just like we talked about searching for it in the tangible things, I searched for anything tangible that I could grab to, to find that bigger and better thing that I was called to. Right. And then um, finally, one day it just snapped um, and it definitely didn't snap the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some things that went down and I wound up getting caught by my sister. And the way that, that I had gotten caught was I had screenshotted something and our photos were linked at that time on our phones. So it popped up on my phone and it also popped up on her phone. And she saw whatever it was and um, she confronted me about it. And I wholeheartedly believe that that was God saying, okay, look, if, if you're not going to do it on your own, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. And um, at that time, I felt very, 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 very um, lost. I felt very broken. I didn't know where I was going. And the last thing that I wanted to do in that moment was to lead worship in front of a group of people when I didn't even feel like I knew where I was leading myself. Mm-hmm. And um, so I stepped down from worship leader and for about... I guess three, four months, four months. And um, I just really took that time to listen to God's voice. And whenever you take time to listen to God's voice after he essentially screams at you, he doesn't have to scream at you anymore. Right. And we see that with, with Samuel. We see that with Samuel and Eli, the same situation that like he was, God was whispering and Eli wasn't willing to listen. So God said, you know what, Eli, you're going to get punished. And he, 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 he points it out that he was going to punish his family forever. And that Eli had done so many disgusting things that he had to be punished. And just like Eli, we do so many disgusting things that we must be punished. Like it's just necessary. And that, that God's voice is still and small until his wrath is unleashed. And like God's wrath is unleashed. And although he's slow to anger, like he will unveil his wrath. Right. And that, that when he says that he will punish for doing wrong things, like, there's no getting out of it. And, and you can talk about that. Yeah. Um, when we were talking about this earlier, it reminded me of uh, just like our, our earthly fathers or parents um, when they try to punish us um, and say, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna ground you for two weeks if you don't stop doing this or this. And then they they don't carry it out. Yeah. Um, and in, in this situation, um, it just reminded me of that because God's not a God who's going to do something like that. Like he's going to fulfill his promises. He's going to do what he says that he's going to do. Yeah. Um, especially with, with punishments. Okay. (laughs) You want to go ahead? Yeah, we'll go, we'll move right on. Okay. So this is probably one of my favorite passages in scripture and, um, it's Malachi one. Verses 6 through 14, and I'll get into why it's one of my favorites right after I read it. So here we go. 
I, the Lord all-powerful, have something to say to you, priest. Children respect their fathers and servants respect their masters. I am your father and your master, so why don't you respect me? <coughs> you priests have insulted me, and now you ask, how do we insult you? You embarrass me by offering worthless food on my altar. Then you ask, how did we embarrass you? You have done it by saying, what's so great about the Lord's altar? But isn't it wrong to offer animals that are blind, lame, or sick? Just try giving those animals to your governor. That certainly won't please him or make him want to help you. I am the Lord God all-powerful. And all you had better try to please me. You have sinned. Now see if I will have mercy on any of you. I wish someone would lock the doors of my temple so you could so you would stop wasting time building fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you, priest, and I refuse to accept any more of your offerings. From dawn until dusk, my name is praised by every nation on this earth as they burn incense and offer the proper sacrifices to me. But even you, priests, insult me by saying there's nothing special about the Lord's altar and these sacrifices are worthless. You get so disgusted that you even make vulgar signs at me. If for an offering you bring stolen animals or those that are lame or sick, should I accept these? Instead of offering the acceptable animals you have promised, you bring me those that are unhealthy. I will punish you for this because I am the great king. And listen, this is one of my favorite parts. The Lord all-powerful and I am worshipped by nations everywhere. And so I love this part of Malachi. And I love that 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 Malachi, like, he starts with this. Like, this is God. This is his one of his opening statements. Right. Like, he gets right into it. He doesn't waste any time within his book. And um, and and I love that that God's voice is unveiled in just a completely different, like, view than what we see and what we stereotype God's voice as. Like we we picture God speaking to us in that still calm because, like, God is meek and God is loving and God is gracious and God is patient and all this, but like, God is also just mm-hmm. and um, God's promises are true. And I love, oh, I love that last line. And I am worshipped by every nation. You know, it's just like, man, God is powerful. Oh, yeah. And God knows he's powerful. Mm -hmm. But in the same sense, like he does it so humbly until you just disregard it. Right. Then he has to show his power. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that uh, a good point um, about this is that when you look at a priest, um, you're looking at somebody who has set apart their life to live a holy life yeah. in regards to everything. Like that's their job. That's their they're living in every day. When we like, if we look at it, we're going to school, and that's the majority of our time. But these people have set their lives to work in a church their whole life, um, which both me and Caleb want to do. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I just feel like this is a, a good representation of even priests are struggling with this. Yeah. And this is how yeah. God is showing that, look, it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Even, like, no matter what circumstances you're going to in your life, um, it's going to happen, and it happens to the best of us. Um, and and God has the, the right to punish all of us because— we all sin. It says that it, 
you have sinned, now see if I will have mercy on any of you. Right. Um, mm. I just yeah. think that's that's really good that God is is showing His power um, in in these verses. All right. Um, let's pray. Cool. Yeah. And then we still don't have the outro this week. <laughs> it's okay. We can do that. Okay. Um, do you I'll pray. pray? Yeah. yeah. Dear Lord, just just thank you so much for today, um, and just all that you've done for us, God. Um, just please. As we just finish out this podcast this week, um, just help all the listeners um, and us, uh, just me, Austin, and and Caleb, just have a a great week, God. Um, Just please hide us behind the cross. Um, Just put yourself before before us um, and just make your presence known, God. Mm. Um, Thank you for for using your still and calm voice. yeah. But also, in the same sense, thank you for using your loud and booming voice to yeah. show your authority, God. God, you are worthy, and you will be worshipped. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to worship you yeah. for who you are, God. God, mm-hmm. you are so awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for loving me and having mercy upon me. Um, just thank you for for this group of guys that I get to do this with every week, um, just to to praise your name, God. Um, we just thank you for for giving us this opportunity and um, just please be with us this week. Um, just as we're, we're starting back school, um, just help us to be lights on our campuses, God. And all this I ask in, in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. So thank it. you so much for, for listening. Oh, you got it? Yeah. Cool. Man, Austin's a miracle worker. Yes, he is. Mm. Okay. Dude, you're cracked, phone. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening. You can check us out in the, the Anchor app or the Google Podcast app or on Spotify as well. Um, feel free to, to comment um, something for us to talk about or on the Anchor app, there's this really cool thing that you can um, kind of leave us a voicemail and we can answer your questions um, on the podcast and give us a five-star rating and we will read your review in the next podcast um thank you so much for listening got anything austin austin made it very clear that god is the miracle worker not him so i would just like to retract my statement there you go all right god through austin yeah 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 there we go all right thanks so much for listening we'll see you next week